What up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Sunday Dinner Podcast, brought to you by Team Nitty Radio's own OG Nitty and Nutrella. On this episode, we set Sunday Dinner history by hosting our first ever guest on the show. We sat down with a 20-year veteran stand-up comedian, Ty Brent Jameson. We discussed a multitude of topics, ranging from the ins and outs of comedy to sexual etiquette and more. And of course, we did it over hella food and drink. In fact, we had so much to say that we broke the episode down into two parts. So grab a plate and grab a glass as we present to you part one of this episode of Sunday Dinner, where everyone eats. All right, y'all, it's me. It's me. It's the OG. You know who it is, man. It's OG Nitty, and we back with another episode. I ain't going to give y'all the title just yet because I got to let y'all know a lot of big things are happening today right now, okay? First of all, my co-host is in the building from Team Nitty Radio. Like I said, you know her as new guy on Sundays, but right here, you know her as new Trella. What's going on, new Trella? Nothing much. No doubt. So, of course, now we welcome y'all to Sunday dinner. Where everyone eats. And you heard her say it with her mouth full, so you know it's going to be a good time today. Now, I said uh, we're doing a lot of big things, and today... We finally, officially, factually, specifically brought our first ever guest into Sunday dinner with us. That's right. Um, it's a big thing, too, because I know this guy for a minute now. Seen him on the comedy circuit. Uh, we've been in shows together. Things and I just already feel like the show is going to be cutting up. It's off the cuff, too. He's like, what are we going to talk about today? I was like, about to find out. And when I say you about to find out, I was like I was hiding the, uh, the, the, the topics or nothing. I just wasn't really sure which ones I was going to pull out just yet. But plus, we're going to be chronicling him. So it's a whole shit load of stuff to talk about. In the building right now, we got my guy, comedian, break. What's going on, man? <laughs> They can see none of those. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just got doing? beat up right there. I just got beat up. That's What's going on with you? Oh man, just hanging out, man. Just, you know, just enjoying myself. No doubt. So first of all, uh, you know, you're no stranger to the Nitty experience because you've been on Team Nitty Radio before. Mm-hmm. So I got to set it off by asking you, like I ask everyone else, um, let the world know who is Break. Oh man, I'm Ty Break Jameson. Mm-hmm. I got here to make you laugh, but I have fun on stage telling my stories and. Having a good time and hanging out with people, man. That's all. I'm just a comedian guy traveling up and down the road, what I call Gig Road. No doubt. So man. now you, you, uh, Gig. So now you're a comedian, Gig Road, which is a great title too, because you know a lot of the time spent on the road is doing gigs. Now, what even got you into into comedy? Oh man, probably just being silly my whole life. Mm-hmm. That's all. Never <laughs> took anything serious. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And just having fun with it. But at the same time, there were people that encouraged me to like. Go go to the stage, man. I was drawn to it because when I was a kid, I always loved the comedians. Like I used to check it out. I used to sit up. My pop used to work the middle shift. Okay, and he would get off basically like eleven thirty. Mm-hmm. You know, he would get home by around twelve o'clock. But when he got home, he always watched like Johnny Carson. Okay, so I used to sit up on the steps and wait for him to come home when I was a little kid. Like mm-hmm. I would be asleep on the steps or something, and he would come pick me up. Come on, sit up for a minute. And I sit up with him and watch Johnny Carson. And it always was famous comedians. Bill Cosby, you name it. Right. Rich Little, I don't know if y'all remember Rich Little. He was yeah. like the impressionist mm-hmm. master guy. Mm-hmm. Like Frank, Frank you take, Caliendo. You're taking it back. You're taking yeah. it back. And all these dudes would come on Johnny Carson. I used to love the stand-up comedians mm-hmm. on there. So No doubt. Mm-hmm. And he dating himself. I know it's a lot of y'all like, Johnny who? <laughs> <laughs> Johnny been dead probably longer than some of you happy y'all been alive. Yeah. I ain't Johnny Carson is dead? <laughs> yeah. Thank you. That was great. That was great timing. He is. <laughs> no, I really, I didn't know. Yeah, he's been dead for quite some time. Probably. Oh. Yeah. 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 
I'm no, like, serious. If Johnny Carson was alive what right now, he, he might be like 102. I'm about to say, I'm, he's that old? I'm not sure if I was in Delaware yet when that Wait man died. Hold on, seriously? Johnny Carson. Mm-hmm. Because I think he might have. Did he make it to the 2000s? Yeah, Johnny Hold Carson. On. Johnny Carson died in 2005. 2005. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That was, that was, that was, I mean, that was, that was a minute ago. That was a minute ago. 14 years. That was kind of. 14 years. No, that's cool because that was kind of within. But he was, how old was he? Huh? He was like 90 um, something, wasn't he? What, yeah, what age did he make? 79. 79. Oh, mm-hmm. that's all? Mm hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. No doubt. Yeah. So now, of course, you know, um, we got a, a couple house cleaning items to take care of before we really get into it, get into it today. Yes. Of course, it's Sunday dinner. So last time we, we didn't, we, the last time was the first time we didn't actually have any food, but that's because we weren't actually, our schedules weren't allowing us to record that day, but then our schedules changed. We were able to record. We was like, you know, it's such short notice. We're just going to go ahead and get it done because we want to get the product out there to the people. Right. But. That has changed today. We are on a seafood mission today. Um, actually, uh, similar to something you just said earlier, it's more than just seafood. Now, it's when I see food, I eat it type stuff because uh, we got additions to the seafood. <laughs> but today's episode is being brought to you by um, there's a, a, a Cajun catfish marinara pasta and a Cajun shrimp marinara pasta. And of course, we got some Texas toast garlic bread. New guys eating right now. I got to ask you, how is it? You know, I need the honest opinions. It's mm-hmm. good. That's what it is. And we got wings and on deck. I would be honest. Too. Yes, you would. Yes, you would. That looks delicious. I saw man. you tell a man he sung out of his range live on Team Nitty Radio, and his feelings been hurt to this day, over anyway. a decade. <laughs> over a decade. Shout out to Rob C. We know what happened. So, and we got wings, courtesy of Chelsea Tavern. Shout out to Chelsea Tavern right on the Market Street Mall in Wilmington, Delaware. Uh, what what flavor wings we got today? Um, honey chipotle. Okay, mm. that's what. Have you tried one yet? Oh, mm-hmm. one now. How was that? Room good too. You heard that? Now you know it's good when they're just talking through the full mouth. So, and. Shout out to new guy. She's putting me on to something new today. I have never tried it. I only heard of it actually recently. And we have a limited edition version of Ciroc White Grape, a product of France. Shout out to my guy Diddy, you know what I mean? From fine French grapes made with vodka infused with white grape and other natural flavors. 35% alcohol by volume, 70 proof in your fifth. That's right. That is Ciroc. Limited edition white grape. Cut us a check, Ciroc, and we can do more of that for you. Um... Now, you've had it before. Mm-hmm. You said it goes great mixed with strawberry lemonade. Yes, but it? today we have raspberry lemonade. Okay, raspberry lemonade. <laughs> and it looks like you brought regular, regular lemonade. lemonade. She is not playing in. Oh, and honey buns. And honey buns for dessert. What's, what's dinner without some good honey? What's without some good dessert? <laughs> and we got honey buns. So first of all, uh, we'll do a shot. I was wondering if I was supposed to drink this or not. Yeah, that's how we've been doing it. Hey. I didn't my where's my shot. Man, when I was asking you what's the drink, you said I just want water. So I was like, I thought he wasn't drink. Drink like nothing, something to drink. Oh, like you had some tang or something in no, that. Because I had, because <laughs> yo, I literally, I literally, I just said, I said, yo, so sh- I said, I said, you trying to brought that uh, Ciroc white grape? That's what you want something to drink. He's like, I want some water. So I was like, oh. When I saw well, this, guess what? I'm I, a hydrate. Nah, let me. Y'all keep dehydrate. Y'all mm-hmm. chop it up real quick while I go. I was because when I saw it, I was like, oh, he must not drink. I was like, he don't eat. You don't know the conversation. We just had. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I was like, I, I saw, I saw them. But you also said you was trying to do better, so you know, <laughs> I didn't want to mess you up. <laughs> I didn't want to be the one to mess you up. Yeah. Those real facts. <laughs> Because I know that peer pressure be a mug. Like I said, that I makes this even more go. beautiful now. Because I love it when everybody in the building drinks. You know, we already know this is Sunday dinner. 
Where everyone eats. And everyone <laughs> drinking. I called it, yo, this is going to be fun. This is going to be fun. So many off guard moments. So what we're doing now, which y'all can't see, but you know, when we start putting up visuals, y'all got to know we're taking a sh- shot. Boom. Salute to our first guest ever on the Sunday Dinner Podcast, mm-hmm. y'all. Mm-hmm. And that went down pretty sweet. Stuff happens in our lives, you know, between recordings and stuff. And sometimes I just like to share them with the good people out there. Mm-hmm. So, um, first of all, I just I made a post on Facebook recently. I was like, you know what? When people start asking me my sign, I'm gonna just start lying. Because I'm all right, I'm a Scorpio. And whenever they ask me, I say I'm Scorpio. Like, oh, oh, it's always like some wild reaction, like, oh, you the ones we got to worry about or Scorpios is this. And I'm like, I don't know why we catch such a bad rap, right? Mm-hmm. I think I'm a pretty good guy. So I think I'm going to just identify as Aquarius. And who okay. can really stop me? Because you can identify as what you want now, right? 2019, you can be a woman, a man, a tra- oh, not have a gender. You can be Then we animal. met a trans turtle earlier this week. Yeah, we met a trans turtle. Trans turtle. A trans turtle. You know what I mean? You can, so you can identify you whatever be, you want. Trans yeah. anything. And that, and that was a black person. So. Wow. <laughs> it was funny though. She got offended when I called her trans turtle, but she said she's a turtle. So I said, Oh, you're a trans turtle. <laughs> wow. That's, <laughs> hey, man. This, hey, listen, 2019, we had in the 2020. That's going to be real crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shit going to be clear. Mm-hmm. And, At least with your sign, people say something. When they ask me mine and I say Pisces, no one ever has a comeback. It's just like, Oh, you all exist. And you know, you always going to have that one person who. Regardless of what sign you say, they like, oh yeah, I know, like, oh yeah, I heard about y'all, da, da, da. oh I know about y'all, you this and that and the other. So you know, I might, I might also start lying about my sign just so they can be like, oh yeah, because now I know you such a nah, nine. <laughs> or no, what they'll do, they say, oh I could tell you was one. That's yeah, what see that's I could tell, I could tell you was one. okay. Well, you know what you should start doing? Well, two things. First these of Aquarius all, vibes. First of all, in Beyonce's song about the zodiac signs, even there, the Pisces was only mentioned for a second. She um, it's with her and Missy Elliott. Oh, I know that one. Yeah, it, it's like on the album with Baby Boy. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's back there. Um, listen to it. You'll see. Pisces, well, Pisces is mentioned. always, but see, that's because the Pisces is always. Um, I won't say mellow yellow. I'm gonna just say Pisces is always even. Mm-hmm. They even keel. Okay. There's no edge. All right. So is that like a no news is good you news know, kind of deal? Like, I'm not be sure because sometimes Pisces can be nondescript. You know what I'm saying? It's like mm-hmm. okay, we're like, see now I'm a Taurus. That's all I gotta say. And people go, oh shit, my sister's yeah, a Taurus. See, that's what you're right. They go like that. Oh, see, I know mm-hmm. that. Can't tell you shit. Can't. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I'm well, like, well, you can't. But. What I found to be more true though mm-hmm. is if so zodiac signs are your sun sign, but if you look up your moon sign, mm-hmm. those ones are like truly, truly you. But to look up your moon sign, you have to know the time that you were born. So your moon sign is found by your date of birth plus mm-hmm. the time that you were born. So I forgot what my moon sign is. It's not Pisces, but it is so me when I read it. So mm-hmm. when y'all get a chance, check out your moon sign. Moon you know, it's funny you mentioned that because thank you for that astrology. I didn't know the term, <laughs> forgotten term, but I once dated a girl who she was into like numerology and mm-hmm. all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm not, by the and, way. Right. Go ahead. And she asked, she was like, yeah, you want to know such and such? She was like, what time were you born or this? I was like, I don't fucking know. 
I mean, I was there, but yeah. they didn't say to me, yo, what's good? Like, my guy. Like, I, and I was like, I'd have to ask for I said, my mother might not even know. Like, right. I remember, I, I, you know, I've hit my mother up. I was like, yeah, so do you know what time I was born? And she was like, uh, no, I'm in the evening, I think. And then that boy, she just started making up times. I was like, ma, just say you don't know. It's okay. Like, <laughs> that was 30 some odd years ago. I don't expect you to know. And you were pushing out 10 pounds, 7 ounces of human. Like, Without drugs, I don't expect you to remember the fucking time I came flying out. Like, I know what time my kids were born? Huh? I know what time my kids were born. Okay, well, in twenty some odd years, tell me if you still remember. I what will time. because I use their numbers as my password. Oh, but well, it's different. Oh. You got a constant reminder. And I, and I know my, I know the time I was born. Well, you got a constant. Oh, well, would you, you use that in your passwords too? No, I just remember. Well, you just a weirdo. So whatever. <laughs> yeah, I was born at twelve sixteen a.m. Hmm. Seems like everybody was born at midnight. My bro- I know my brother was born at like the seven o'clock hour. Cause you were there. My kids. Nah, were, my kids I wasn't there. The they called me. Like now. In the evening. Yeah, so my my three kids. My oldest was born at three fifty three. My middle kid was born at eleven forty, and my youngest kid was born at ten twenty p.m. Ten twenty. Ten twenty p.m. Yeah. So to this day, I couldn't tell you what time was born, but but she was saying like you know you find those things out and I guess you find out other mm-hmm. things. Make stuff connect. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's ancient though. Mm-hmm. You know that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, first of all, we'll let y'all know, I'm not saying uh, I don't believe or I'm knocking any of that stuff either. I'm just saying I don't understand it. Right. And I don't feel compelled to understand it per se. I mean, right. if you make me understand, that's fine. But I want to be like, oh, you don't believe in this? Nah. I'm kind of like that yeah. with voodoo. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, whatever you say, mm-hmm. I'm good. Um, I don't understand it and nor do I care. Right. To. And I, yeah, and then, you know, it's like if there comes a time where it intrigues, it piques me, my interest, then boom. like voodoo, for instance, you know, of course, we knew a lot of Haitians growing up in New York. So you always hear about voodoo, but then you always kind of heard it's a bad thing. We just hear about like voodoo dolls and service level bullshit like that, that you mm-hmm. didn't realize you were probably just getting from like, you know, European media or whatever. Mm-hmm. When you start, as I got older, you start learning, you realize, okay, well, one, first of all, voodoo's a religion. It's not just some kind of right. hex curse bullshit or whatever. And. You know, it's African centered and it's a lot more to it. It's not as negative as, you know, the people make it seem. Like, you know, uh, break. I mean, I'm not going to say I act like I understand it, but again, you know, I'm not knocking voodoo like how back in the days when we was kids, right. they had us knocking the fuck out of voodoo. Yeah. The, what you want? The, the strawberry? Yeah, I was trying to tell you with my eyes. Oh, okay. You did tell me. It was, oh, I didn't see it the first time. <laughs> I was like, yeah. So, let me give a quick story about a woman. You know, I feel like I'm going to always have stories about women now. You do? I don't know. I feel like, I guess. I don't know if that's a good thing or bad. I guess I mean, at least I'm around women or something. That's a good thing. So, you know, I think it's it's kind of falls along the lines of like, stop making it about yourself when it ain't. It's kind of like when I talked about the take a man on a date thing and then she was like, try to get me to take her on a date in the month of September, even though it's take a man on a date month, the month of September. Did you know that? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, okay. So do you know what March 15th is? Let me send out a couple texts here. (laughs) Do you know what March 15th is? Uh, March Madness? No. Oh, what is it? Steak and BJ Day. Steak and BJ Day. You're supposed to make a, you're supposed to make your man a steak and give him a BJ on that on March 15th. It's it's one month removed from Valentine's Day. The calendar. <laughs> yeah, I told a friend it's, of it's, mine. It's that. actually March 14th. Oh, March 14th. It's March 14th. Sorry. Because it's exactly one one month removed from Valentine's Day, which really is pretty much about the woman. So they say March 14th should be about the man. Well, it might be March 15th because February only has 28 days. 
No, but I mean they always do it fourteen oh, to so fourteen. So it just matches. Yeah, it's like, yeah, right. it matches. Yeah. So I told my friend about that, and, and he was like, "You know what? I need to make some phone calls because I feel like I am thirty nine years removed, and someone needs to mm-hmm. make up some time." I mean, like I said, generally, when it was created, it was for like men who already had women. I mean, if you could, if you ain't got a woman, you could go out and get a woman to do that for you. That's fine and dandy too. <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't want your friend to feel like, like if he didn't have a woman at those times. I don't want him to feel like he missed out just because. <laughs> like, he didn't have the proponents, the piece necessary to make that happen. So, when that, that's the whole month? Well, Steak and BJ is just the one it's day. that one day, okay. September, the month of September is Steak and Man Out of the Day month. Got you. So, I'm going to have Steak Emoji mm. ready. I'm going to have a girl like this, this emoji. <laughs> <laughs> and the eggplant ready. ready. I'm going to just blast that all day. <laughs> exactly. So, and you know. It's, it's funny because when we talk, when we, when we speak on these quote unquote holidays, women get all up in arms like we ask for the blood of the third child, and I'm like, no, but we don't snap when y'all be having all these days that are really just think about it. They say Valentine's Day is really about the woman. The wedding day is about the bride. Uh, the, you know, blah 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 blah. It is the, dog, the dog, mother's. Ma- we don't know Mother's Day shits on Father's dog, Day. No, no, it's deeper pressure than that. This bullshit ass. Uh, Happy wife, happy life. Mm-hmm. That's like, listen, nigga, if you don't do. That's one of the topics I got today you, to talk about. That means you need to be on your shit every single mm-hmm. day. It's true. And then, but then when, <laughs> but when somebody <laughs> when somebody came out here. when somebody came out with the thing that said ha- no, it's like happy you, spouse, like happy pressure. house because right. the men should be happy too. Women got up just today. I posted this. Women got up in arms like no, no, no because if you make the wife happy, then she's guaranteed to make you happy. If you give your wife this, she's gonna give you ten times more than she what you. Is. First of women all, that's a natural, wild assumption. No, women are natural reproducers. We reproduce. Who carries the okay. baby and pushes them out? What okay. that you, okay. So if you, if you, if you give us the seed, we grow the seed, we birth the seed, we reproduce the seed, and make it multiply. When you're talking about children, I give you that. I'm saying, but it's with everything. It's with everything. If you keep your wife happy or your woman happy, she will go above and beyond to make sure you're happy. So if I take my wife on dates, a date, that means she should take me on five dates because she re- reproduces, right? Exactly. Reproduce these motherfucking dates. But More again, t- that means for every day. Told you what type of date. But every day, I should be getting multiple dates. Again, it, it depends on your definition of a date. Because for me, I can set up the living room in, in a picnic fashion. That's a date. How many but times like, have you done no, that? Twice in my whole life. Mm-hmm. Okay. How many days did it take you to get to that level of creating a uh, fucking? I don't remember. How many days had he taken you on prior to your first living room date? I mean, exactly. Like, See, so he's 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 multiple producer. When he, you when, ain't got me finished. When he says, "Let me do something," mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it's one of them things with the ladies. Right. All right. It was a chore. Let me do. But something. not even that. Okay. So for example, <laughs> you might get reproduced in, in several in different ways. In different ways, you might get it. So it might be. Oh, that sexual position that she always be like, yeah, I'm not feeling that. You might be able to get it that day or something like that. And it might be from, oh, you know what? He done took me all these places. He done made me feel good as a woman. You know so what? So she'll give him one sex position. That's, that, that's a big, booty. that's big for a woman who, who doesn't that do is certain booty things. booty shot. That who, that's if you're sad. like, if you try, if you say you want to do certain things and you don't, you can eat that wing like that all you want. <laughs> no, but, I'm just eating the wing. Uh, I really wasn't, I wasn't doing even shit. <laughs> You shut the hell up. I was just eating that wing. You was eating the wing like the whatever. Yeah, like the whatever. <laughs> That's how you was eating it. You know how sometimes you got a piece of meat off the bone you try to get it with your bottom teeth with the scrape move? That's what I was trying to do. Because it wouldn't just pull out. Pause. Now, 
anyway. So yeah, so uh, like so, oh, that's, that's a, a so big that's thing. How want, you know, yes, that. that's well, how we got But then, well, but see, what y'all? Here's what I'm be saying about that. The whole thing with that term is, is that all right? It sounds cute and everything because it rhymes and everything. So it's happy life, happy wife, happy life. But like, it comes across honestly, probably eighty percent of women, women as a threat mm-hmm. is more of a threat. <laughs> all right. It's not a happy wife, happy life. No, it's a motherfucking threat. Mm-hmm. All right, happy wife, happy life. Mm-hmm. That's how it really comes across. That is how it comes across. And then as soon as you change that tone, does not your life feel better? Mm-mm. Well, see, listen. Here's the thing. So about you might that. be doing shit that make you unhappy just to make her happy. But listen, listen. Here's the thing about that. This is what ladies don't understand because this is y'all's power. I understand it because it's y'all's mm-hmm. power, right? So y'all's power is for like this brother Nitty right here mm-hmm. to be on, you know, sort of alert at all times, or else he might be in trouble. Don't that mm-hmm. get on your nerves? Mm-hmm. You're in trouble, like your mom, like you're in mm-hmm. trouble, like oh, let me mm-hmm. go in this house. You ever feel like? Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, let me go. You know, I had one of them girls that used to like at least once a week. She would say, "We need to talk." Now that shit right there, <laughs> we need to talk. Oh, mm-hmm. God. Here we go. Yes, he did. You, you relived it that moment. Yes, because. he felt that. Mm-hmm. We had to narrate that one for y'all because that was good. I used to, you know, be like, "Oh man, oh, so, oh God." What if she likes the sex position? Up. Huh? What if she likes the sex position? Right? When you say she'll do oh, that sex oh, position, she's holding like, it back as leverage. No, not even that. So let's say she tried that sex position you weren't sure about, and she realized she liked it too, right? Mm-hmm. So at that point, it's not just him getting something in return. She's also getting that in return. She's still doubling down on the return. So again, she didn't multiply or reproduce anything based off of what he did. She did. You're still. That's another thing women got to stop doing too. They got to stop acting like when they give a sex, they're not getting sex as well. Well, of course. That's a good fit. Is it not the same? Not for me. If you nut, you nut. But you know. If you nut, you nut. But a woman, if, if you know how to do it right as a woman. You can, I mean, it's all about your mind. It, really, you're there as a tool. Is that what you think? It could be. I mean, you're, sometimes you're, I decide. The woman is just a tool? Some, no, the man. Oh. Sometimes I actively engage, you know, more than others. But at, you just but a lot you of times there ladies, as a tool. I can, I can get my mind there. With, ladies a lot of yeah. times like, okay, come on, baby. I mm-hmm. make my baby happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See? <laughs> exactly. But you use your mind to get you there while using this tool, right? <laughs> I mean, but I so he gets, I so he he so he can't even, he can't even get props for being a tool. See, I'm not saying I don't have to, but you did. But I don't have to. But you did. I mean, if that's the case, so that's my thing. If you don't have to and you did, that means there must have been something special about that tool now. Or maybe you're just a comrade. Hmm. Maybe I'm just using you to sop up my cum. Maybe yeah, you're just of, a comrade. First of all, you're disgusting and you're unsavory. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna let you know that now. My co-host, my co-host is an unsavory you woman. Just, you just a comrade. Wow. Yeah. Let a man have said that. The man had said that. Oh, we would have been fighting. Somehow, somehow they would have found we a way to get us off the podcast <laughs> yeah. air. A man said that. Exactly. What? Yeah, the table would have been flipped. Exactly. Yes. See, that's the bullshit. That's the bullshit. These 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 women nowadays. I'm telling you. Because a man can take that. What? Why? How, how do you see? That's the bullshit. Imagine, this is the bullshit. I don't know a lot of motherfuckers feel good being called. You're going to come right now. Me, I won't give a fuck. But there's a lot of people be like, I mean, I'm, I'm what? It ain't going to make me stop. 
<laughs> no pun intended. It ain't gonna make me stop coming. Like, yeah, so no, you, I'm a, but I'm gonna feel the way you just called me a fucking cum rag. That's real disrespectful. That's dirty. So if she called you a cum rag in the middle of sex. You gonna stop? Then the middle of sex ain't fair. In the middle of sex ain't fair. That's not a strong enough offense to make me stop in the middle of uh, sex. Okay. But when all of a sudden I'm like, did you just call me? A I might hit harder. Rag, I might hit harder after that. The yeah. Fuck did you say? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Cum rag, huh? I might start calling calling you N words and shit. Like, <laughs> nigga, you just what? <laughs> but then when it's done, I'm gonna sound like we need to talk. Yeah. So no. You want with the we need to talk? Yeah. I, I can't have you calling me no fucking comrade. I'm just like that's rather disrespectful. There's a lot of there's a lot of Yo, words in the English language that you, you know. Call girl, me. You know, chicks would get so tired if a motherfucker was like that and you sitting on the couch, the girl walking around. You like, you know. What did you mean by that the other day? You know, like, like chicks say, mm-hmm. <laughs> if a dude did that, you would be totally like, I need to cut You call him a bitch. Jesus, I, bitch. I would be like, I, I would. You call him a bitch. Yeah, you would not have no understanding. But then at the same, like, you you'd be talking to your girlfriend. You're like, you know what? I feel like. And at the same token, but then like, the same token, women man. be like, men need to uh, uh, share their, show their feelings. They, so yeah. <laughs> but what we do, look at that. I don't know if I can be with him. He a bitch. bitch. Yeah. No, I've never called a man a bitch. I'm not saying you called you a right? Yeah, you, I, your brain did. Exactly. You now, might not, you a fucking now, the only, now, I did say this one time, and after I said it, I was like, oh, I would never say this to a man again. And I felt really bad that I did say this to a man because I felt like he was being overly emotional, which, again, is not a, is not, well, overly emotional is bad. But I do want a man to show me his emotions. But I did say to him, I want you to take your baby feelings off your short sleeve shirt and stick it back in your chest. You see that? Damn. You said that too. Let me tell you something. I'm going to tell you a casual way women bitch you. All right? Mm -hmm. When they do this. Oh, baby, it's not like that. If you you ever Mm -hmm. get that, you just got bitched. Women ain't shit. You have to be like, yo, get the fuck off of me. And that's why I'm on this campaign about know your worth, gang. You don't have to keep taking this kind of verbal abuse in this double standard ass world. Oh, baby. You ain't got to keep taking this kind of bullshit. You know what I mean? Women in Charlotte concepts of disrespectful shit like, yeah, we, we over. I'm be like, why? Because I'm not a lesbian. <laughs> that hurts. I probably exactly. would. See what I mean? Back that in hurts. the day, mm-hmm. I would have said something I, like I ain't that. in the bitches. But I have hurts, evolved. Man. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Have evolved. You heard me even come up with that. Make that up in my head. Have you evolved? I have evolved. Because you said that's something I would say. You didn't say that's something I would have said back I said then. in the past. I did say in so the So you would say that now? I don't think so. You don't think so. So you're not sure. She can't even say it with certainty. You ever, you ever tell a nigga, you ever say, uh, um, you know, maybe motherfuckers spent the night or maybe stay a little while. And then you ever say, so what, what you Gary do? You ever said that to a man? Like, you got him out of Meaning, like, like, it's time to go. It's time to roll. I, I, was, I didn't say what you Gary do. I would be like, oh, so your car is waiting <laughs> outside. Mm, mm, mm. She's disrespectful. I have said that. And they try to say men and shit. You're a wicked, you're a wicked joker up. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, you don't get a chance to go to sleep if you laying there. Damn. You gonna be like? He can't even recuperate from a night of passion. Like, excuse me. You seem, yeah. you seem like you're about to fall asleep. Hey, hey. Hey, you know what's crazy? Hey, we do when we do that. We all kinds of fucking fuck boys and shit. Cause you, I'm gonna tell you right now. Listen, I remember this girl was in my car and and um Jay and them was. Three, what do you say? 6 a.m. I'm kicking her out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the girl got pissed in the car. She was like, fuck you, Jay-Z. But you know what? Because I get pissed every time I hear, um, meet me at the altar in your white dress. 
This line right here. We ain't getting no younger. We ain't getting no younger. I ain't gonna lie. I hate that. Well do I hate that. I hate that line with a passion. As a man, I always hated that. I was like, that's just dumb. Yeah. So let's get married because we just ain't getting no. I hated it. Well, I was, you know. I ain't gonna talk about yeah, that. Yeah, but that shit go. Dan, 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 Dan. That's the remix. <laughs> the original. They trying to make that shit sound like a love song. Yeah, that, and, and, like, right, right. and women were loving right. it. Right, I like the club version. It hides that. What's going on? Yeah, but if you listen to the original, it's like. Did you hear what he just said to you? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that, that was, was your proposal? Yo, first of all, I was like, why do people yes. like this? He was using that for weddings yeah. and stuff. Yeah, and I was like, why do people like this song? Like, he's really disrespecting. Like, yes. it's a chore. Yeah, we might as well do it. I mean, we here. Yeah. What the fuck? That's what that is? What the fuck? You guys all like, yeah, I guess I do. Like, what? <laughs> you know you're getting cheated on. Yeah. <laughs> you're getting cheated on in that relationship. <laughs> okay. Yeah. If somebody comes to me like that, they're going to cheat on me. <laughs> they say, if a woman says, yo, we might as well do, we ain't getting no younger. All right, let's, whatever. She's going to cheat on me. Well, I mean, it, it only, nah, it only counts like if y'all been, um, uh, what's the shit they call? Uh, um, oh, um, domestic partners or something like that. Yeah, what do they call that? Yeah, um, y'all ain't really married, but you've been, like I had, I don't even live in the same like house that. for like seven years. Well, my whole life, I thought they was well, married and they got married. We had to go, I went to the wedding. And I said, I, I thought, I thought Uncle Ralph and um, Mr. and Eloise was married, and they was never married. I went to their, I went to their wedding when I was a kid. I was like twelve years old, mm-hmm. and I said, like, "I thought they was married." My pop was like, "Nah." He said, "Nah," like shut up. So in your He's family, like, nah. you didn't know they was married, and my family, they didn't know they was divorced. I mean, that they well, well, my family, I didn't know they weren't married. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All them years, I thought that was you know Uncle Ralph. You know, what I'm common saying? law marriage. Common yes. law. And then, but, I, but look, I look at Uncle Ralph now. I'm in the door. I'm like, so you just, you just gave up. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I had an auntie who was married, and um, her and her husband divorced. I'm putting in quotation marks um, because he then passed away. Well, he remarried mm-hmm. and then passed away. Well, after he died, it found out that the paperwork was never filed for their divorce. So my aunt got everything. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, she got oh, snap. Kobe! <laughs> so she moved. She just took everything and moved. She came through in the motherfucking clutch for herself. Yeah, she did. Yeah. She did. Oh, I'm going to tell you. Um, so I just realized. Remember we were talking on the last episode about some artists who we feel like they can't be kind of redone? Yeah. Uh, I forget the exact words we were using, but that kind of thing. I remember Shad Day was one of the people brought up. Right. So I'm listening to the Jamel Hill podcast today. Shout out to Jamel Hill. She's the broadcast god. All right. And she was interviewing Johnny Gill. Johnny Gill shared the same exact sentiment. Oh, he did? He said he don't think anybody could just do redo like a shot day or whatever. Like, right. Just, I was like, damn, we out of the game. Yo. We out of the said game. It first. And remember, what's the name of this show? It's Sunday Dinner. What article did I send you the other day? Where they on Facebook, there was an article that says, they're trying to they, uh, Sunday dinner is a tradition that yes. needs to be brought back into the household. This happened weeks after we come up with a show called Sunday dinner. I know. You know what I mean? When the universe orders you, the universe orders. We are trendsetters. Yeah, that's right. So now break. <laughs> Let's get into com- comedy for a second. So t- you got to sh- well, by the time they hear this show, this show, will, your comedy show would already pass. Okay. Because uh, we re- we pre-record on Fridays, but we present it to y'all on Sunday evenings for Sunday dinner. You know what I mean? So y'all can sit down and eat with us, grab a plate, grab a glass, all of that. 
You have a show coming up called uh, GP's Comedy Corner. GP's Comedy Corner. Uh, it's going to be taking place on uh, Saturday, September 14th. Yes. That's what it will be at the time. Um, and where is it taking place? It's, it's taking place at a place called Cavalier Country Club. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. So now tell us about this comedy show. Uh, this comedy show is going to be dope, man. It's, we got a couple faces that like the, ma- the, the general populace here haven't mm-hmm. seen. Um, your boy Keith Collins coming down. Mm-hmm. And then I got a good friend of mine, Lonnie, little Lonnie Webb. He going to get down. And then a uh, buddy of mine, Keith Purnell. Mm-hmm. Keith, classic, funny, one of my best dudes. We've been up and down the highway mm-hmm. over the years. And then I got a funny-ass girl, Tiff Money. Okay. Tiff Money out of Philly. I did a couple shows with her. Mm-hmm. She is wild. She walks the edge. Okay. She's got a unique little little flair to her. Mm-hmm. So she's going to be in the building. So And I'm going to host that thing. Okay. I'm so now, host. do you, are, are you responsible for recruiting the acts or... Uh, I put this roster together. Okay. I mean, because I know y'all see you doing it in the past with like working in conjunction with like Tandem with like I Am Art, Gabe and his show. Yeah, so I kind of do it partnership wise. Okay, you know what I mean. So like uh, I'll handle some parts of that because mm-hmm. a lot of these people. Here's my thing: that a lot of people, generally, especially Delaware, mm-hmm. we are unlike the bigger cities. Mm-hmm. The bigger cities, they're big. Right. A lot of action all the time. The couple comedy clubs in each town. It's not. We're not even talking about New York. Oh, he got it. Okay. Um, so um, what I'm saying is, my people's here never get to see comedians right. per se, unless they go out of town, mm-hmm. unless they go to a big show. So they don't know that there's a lot of funny people on the circuit. Mm-hmm. And these people, most of the time, my folks here don't know anybody until they're like pseudo famous or right. almost famous. Mm-hmm. So when I bring people through here, it might be somebody you've seen before. Might be okay. people you've never seen before, but I can guarantee you they fun. So how'd you develop such a network? Um, <clears throat> well, we share work early in the game. All comics share work. Mm-hmm. You come to my place and rock out. You go to their place and rock out. Mm-hmm. Then you might go to somebody else and watch you guys come here. Mm-hmm. And then it starts being like a you just start. And all you got, well, all you got to do is you just got busted up. And you work with like comics that we've seen on BET and things of that nature and all of that. Like you've been there yourself. Yeah. For aspiring comedians. How do you, what does it take to kind of get to that level? I'm not even, I'm not saying like, let's say Kevin Hart, because no, we see what he at top of the game. Right, right. How do you get to the level where you can even start being seen kind of nationally, like the BET networks or this station or, you know, what have you? Well, like they, like one of those old adages is who you know. Mm-hmm. But it's who you know, but you need to be a funny MF. Okay. All right. Now that counts. But here's the other part of it. It's the time in the game. Mm-hmm. So like uh, uh, like everybody per se can't dedicate 24-7 to comedy. Mm-hmm. Some people can. Mm-hmm. Some people can hit the road all the time. Mm-hmm. But even still, you got comedians out here who've been in the game 20 years and you don't know them yet. Or right. you don't know them like that. Mm-hmm. But they don't gig with everybody. You just don't know them like that. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's right place, right time. As a matter of fact, a lot of times it is. Because mm-hmm. when... We all came to the Laugh House at the same time. I always mm. tell you that with Kev. Yeah. Kevin was like 18. So how many years you been in the game? I've been in the game about 20 years. Woo! Mm-hmm. And then there was a lull in the middle, you know, because family and, and all of that. Mm-hmm. So now if you're in the game consistently going all around the country, yeah. long like that, you know, things are a certain level. Mm-hmm. But me, I can really appreciate grinding mm-hmm. all the time. Phones ringing all the time. Right. So that's one level. But, but I still call it the minor leagues. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You're hitting the pros. You're hitting the pros when you're hitting like Comedy Central and stuff mm-hmm. like that. That's when you're really hitting it. Because there's a lot of people who are on the circuit who are hilarious as hell. Mm-hmm. And you've never seen them. You might see them at one of these big shows, though. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? You go to right. Atlantic City and mm-hmm. something like that, but you ain't never seen them on TV. Right. You see what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's it's like layers to the life. It's layers to it. Mm-hmm. So sometimes, but I'll be honest with you, Nitty, it's one guy, one person got to pull you up. Okay. Some okay. person got to pull you up and say, look, this is this. I want you to come here. Mm-hmm. That's all you. That's all it takes. So you know now, let me ask you this. So now, and this is stuff I've seen, like, We've seen people who kind of just had a knack. Let's say they're good at basketball. Right. They may have gone to the league. Maybe they didn't have to grind as hard as, like, whatever player came up through the ranks. They just had it. Maybe they didn't love the game as much as this, but that's all they eat, mm-hmm. drink, and sleep out. They just had it, to, and they went with it, right? Or what? I, I, it was something like, I forget which rapper it was recently. It might have been, like, Blueface, one of these new cats. Yeah. They were like, they didn't really love rap like that. They just knew they could make it in there because they had a following or they had this brand or, you know, bars. I don't want to use bars when I say Blueface because he doesn't really have them. He's not on beat. But, yeah, but he's one of those ones that said, like, yeah, I'm not going to say I act like I live, eat, live, and breathe like I love this, but I'm here I am, right? Is comedy one of those things you could get away with like that? Like, not have to love it and still flourish? Well. That you've seen in your experiences even? I would say that if you don't love it to a certain certain level of love, you're not going to get it. But today's parameters are different. Because of social media? Because of social media. Mm-hmm. The shape of things are different. Right. I was out in California for about 10 days doing mm-hmm. a bunch of shit in L.A. and doing comedy here. You don't make no money in L.A. really. You make oh. little bits and pieces because it's comedians everywhere it, right. and there's spots everywhere. You try to make a name. Right. So you got a gig at all these places. Mm-hmm. And um, you got a lot of people. That was my first experience of running into one of these people who are internet famous or like Instagram famous mm-hmm. or, you know, video, like right. Vine famous mm-hmm. and video famous. And they do stand-up. And about 90% of them cannot do stand-up. Right. They're mm-hmm. funny because it's clips. Mm-hmm. And they're saying funny stuff and it's clips. Mm-hmm. So the clips run together and their little funny actions and what mm-hmm. they're speaking. That doesn't translate in stand-up. Stand-up's a whole yeah. other motherfucker. Just like game. how we see good comedic actors don't turn into necessarily good stand-up comedians. Correct. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and but the 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 window with this um uh what you call it, with the social media has has shrunk has right. shrunk. Mm-hmm. Like people don't know, um like people really don't know like Kev when Kev won the Budweiser shit yeah. up here in Philly, uh-huh. and man, that was like I call it the Roaring Twenties, the early two thousands. Yeah, he won the Budweiser show. We were all on that show. He won the contest. I remember he came out to uh, Buster. Uh huh. Um, gonna make, gonna make you swear with oh, Janet. Yeah, Janet. So yeah. he came out real slow motion. He was doing shit like this. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was his joke. <laughs> right. That's whenever you see somebody do that joke, that's Kev's Kev joke. Okay. He was like, "This when you come in the club, you like, mm-hmm. gonna make, gonna make you swear." Mm-hmm. He was doing everything slow. Right. It was hilarious. So then they took him, they took him up New York, and then the rest is history. Okay. But but now Cab went around, real talk, him and uh, Naeem and, and Spank, that yeah. was his partner. The they cup went boys. around to all the colleges. They did the college circuit for like three years. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm talking about all the colleges, like University of Miami. Uh, did he do UD? Uh, you, you, I don't um, remember Kevin Burke doing UD. He did, he did, yeah. you know, all the University of Kansas. You know, mm-hmm. he did all right. the colleges, wherever they booking him. So they did that. That's good work. Mm-hmm. And you know, like they say, ten thousand uh, ten thousand hours at anything. You, you're right. You're, you're a professor, basically. So 
he was doing all of that. And that's people don't even know that. Then you've seen paper soldiers and all of that mm, stuff. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it really, like, I know what you're saying. You're saying, like, if this is a dude who's a comedian, like, Jordan, like, he's a Jordan comedian. Or maybe he's a Flash. He's a Jordan comedian. And and there's a few, there's like Eddie Murphy. You mm. see what I'm saying? Those yeah. are dudes who, but he's almost the same way because Eddie's New York City. He was working the clubs. He was like right. 16 years yeah. old. Yeah. Going in the clubs and working them yeah. every night. Yeah, you know, it's just what I aspire because it's funny because even Nutella uh, included has like, yo, you should, you could pursue stand up, right? And I'm like, no, I can't. I know, I, you know, I've done it a couple times. Yeah, yeah, you're like, funny. I was like, I don't love it. And I feel like if I don't love it, you know, because, right. and, and I guess, and here's me personally. When I talk about, like, I mean, I'm talking about loving it in that sense too. Right. But in terms of like, if I get booed, I fuck around like, you know, I'm good. But you got, I, if you're trying to make it, you got to say, you, you, you probably going to get booed. You got to accept And you got to move forward. And yeah. it's tough. Because like, I, I told him. Bombing's tough, man. I, t- I told him, okay, I said, I never got booed. I did get crickets one time. And when I walked up that stage, I said, well, at least I ain't got booed. <laughs> but listen, that's when I realized. But when I said that to myself. If you get booed, you're, you really suck. Yeah. Okay. Because I hardly ever see him boo somebody. Anytime Because I heard a comedian once say you're going to get booed at least. Well, you, you get booed and shit like the Apollo and Showcase and stuff like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I never go to Apollo, Apollo was an aspiring and Drew Frazier, No, because Drew Frazier told me that. I did the Apollo. He was like, break out. They only like little kids and uh, gospel, gospel singers. singers. <laughs> he said, to me. he said, so just go out there and do your thing. So I did like five minutes, and uh, and that's all they give you, like five minutes. Mm-hmm. And um, about I say two minutes and fifty seconds in, they was like, I was killing it. I thought I was like, okay, I'm, I'm cool, I'm good. Then they was like, boo, because they there for that. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. They there for that. Mm-hmm. Boo. So that's cool. But the crickets can unnerve you. Mm-hmm. You be talking and people just like, <laughs> right. like you just did right mm-hmm. there. <laughs> <laughs> and you talking. And the mic really does do that. Mm-hmm. Really good. You can hear uh, glasses and shit like the kitchen. You, can, <laughs> you up there you talking can, and you hear the glasses. You can hear the kitchen. <laughs> that, shit, that shit don't feel good, brother. Yo, tell me 23 still waiting on that state. Look, you can, yo, that can that can hurt you. Let me tell you something. I, I'm hustling this, this summer. I did, I would say, I won't say one of the worst gigs because um, it's not, Violent or dangerous because I've, I've done gigs where the gig was actually dangerous, but mm-hmm. now you know when you look when you reminisce on it, it was fun. But I did a gig this summer, a friend of mine hired me, she had an, uh, an occasion and she said, I want you to do comedy because we having like a Queen's night. And she had all the ladies at her house. Oh, am I supposed to take a shot with you? I see you got something in your shot glass there. I'm gonna you keep talking though. We had she had like all her friends in the house and they were like celebrating the ladies, their friendship. So she said, I want you to come and do some jokes and have fun. She just said, One more show. So I went there and I said, okay, man, I got you. Uh, where is it? She was like, oh, it's going to be in my backyard. Boom, boom. I was like, all right, I've done backyard joints before. In the summertime, that's a lot of times the work work you do. Because it'd be big family reunions right. and all kinds of events. So I said, all right, I'm going to do this thing, right? So I did it. Um, but here's the thing. It literally was in the backyard. Not a big-ass backyard, but a backyard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 
The ladies out there, I had no speaker, Nitty. I wish I had. I said, we're going to have a speaker. At least a speaker, right? She said, we're going to have all of that because we're doing karaoke mm -hmm. stuff. So we're going to have a speaker and everything. I got there, they didn't have no speaker. So now I'm talking to these ladies like I'm selling insurance. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but hey, how's everybody doing tonight? Mm -hmm. Like, how you doing, man? You look good. I like this. That's what you guys, that's wine you drink. I'm doing shit like that because uh -huh. I'm just talking with regular voice. I ain't got like, so. Right. I'm like, you know, the attention is loose because they kind of talking amongst mm -hmm. themselves and yeah. there's some assholes sitting here talking. Right. You know what I mean? So I was like, man. So I, I told I told homegirl, I said, man, they ain't paying no attention to me. And she was like, you got to say more funny stuff. Say funny stuff. <laughs> she said, you going to give me half my money back? I said, all right, let me go out here <laughs> and say some funny stuff. Um, so I got back at it. I jumped in there and I'm talking and they still kind of like, oh, I, yeah, yeah. Girl, where are you going tomorrow? They was doing shit like that, right? Yeah. See, they weren't paying attention to me. You know why? Because it was this boy on the steps behind me. Because you come out the house and you go down steps and mm -hmm. you go into the backyard. Yeah. It was a dude standing on the steps, right? He had a box. My man had a cowboy hat. This nigga was about, about 6'4". Mm -hmm. Brown-skinned brother. Had his cowboy hat. He had his Versace shirt buttoned down here. This mm -hmm. thing was on the last button, like the barcades or something. <laughs> it's in the barcades! He was like this. He had on jeggings. <laughs> I was like, what? well, oh, I, oh, I see y'all not paying attention to me. This is a stripper. Oh, okay. So they was, I was like, oh, I had to open up for the, all right, man, look, listen, I finally had to took my shirt off or something. <laughs> open and act for the, but, for the stripper. Hold on, he was the open and act for the stripper. For the stripper. Wow. Because they was like, so, so my, my, my homegirl came and said, okay, y'all give it up for Frank. They was like, hey. At least you got paid. So <laughs> we'll take so a shot to that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this dude. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he said, all right, ladies, are you ready for my friend? I don't know what his name was. Just call him Cowboy. My friend Cowboy. Right. So my man come down the steps. Mm -hmm. He hit his, he got his box. He hit the box. And he goes, <clears throat> boom, boom. You know, uh, little Nas X. I'm going to uh, yeah. my uh, going like this. Uh, 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 uh. And they like, ah! <laughs> Everybody in there was like over 55. Ah! Old Town Road. Oh, he did his thing. Now, he didn't take his clothes off or nothing like that, but he was in his zone. Right. I mean, he picked the one girl up. I was like, what? Oh, so My he boy was, like, was there doing pictures. He was like, he was a non stripper stripper. He was like, you're a brave motherfucker, boy. <laughs> he was there taking pictures. He said, you're a brave motherfucker, man. And, I went out there, my man dancing. He picking all the ladies. He picking the ladies up and throwing them around. I'm like, but you're right, nigga. Mm -hmm. Now in the comedy game, you hustling. You're like, hey, well, I got that check. Right? Yeah. You know, because, well, I watch um, Wildin' Out a lot. Yeah. And a lot of the. VH1 plays a lot of their marathons. I'll be yeah. catching them shit. A lot of people who um, are on there come from the Instagram mm -hmm. line. DC Young Fly, the boy with the dreads. Mm -hmm. Right. So, yeah. And. Like when you said that, like a lot of times on the show, Emmanuel Hudson is the one with the dress. Yeah, he's not that funny. Mm -hmm. He's not as funny as he was when he was um when he said talking. All, I mean, that song. You ratchet? Oh, wait. No, it was like asking all these questions. Assuming. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That one. That one was funny. But he's not as funny mm -hmm. on there, and so it's just like okay. Now, and what you call him is just medium. If you see him, what's my man Ray? Uh, what's his name with the guns? What's that boy's name? Huh? You're talking about muscles. You said, like, yeah, 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 Ray, what's oh, his name? On Wildin' Out? Yeah, he was on Wildin' Out for a long time. I don't know if he's still on there. He's always like this. 
What's his name? I can't think of his name. But he was he like cool with uh he came with uh Nick Cannon to Warm Daddies. They with Nick oh, Cannon. Okay. I probably had to see him stand up. <clears throat> and he came to Warm Daddies. This was about a couple springs ago. And my man was with him and he was always on there. That's like his right hand dude on there. And he's like, okay, because mm-hmm. nigga, you know, it's just yeah. like, you know. Yeah. But let, now let me tell you something. There's other people on there who are already comedians. It's mm-hmm. on the IG shit. Yeah. They were already sort of comedians. Mm-hmm. And then their IG start popping. Yeah. Right. So like Cleon is one like that. Mm-hmm. I know Cleon for okay. like 15 years. Yeah. Cleon okay. been doing comedy long ass time. But he's got these funny ass videos where mm-hmm. he's on the phone in the car talking to a chick or whoever yeah. it is. And the shit just blew up for him. And now he's killing it. He's My people is actually in Philly tonight going to see Chico Bean. Chico Bean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. is that uh, the punchline, right? Oh, is it? okay. I didn't know where it was, but yeah, I think yeah. My cousin's mother, she's like, yeah, we're going to see Chico Bean. Yeah, Chico Bean. I wonder like, uh, Carlos, 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 <laughs> Carlos is funny and real. Car- yeah, Carlos, Carlos is funny. Carlos, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I've seen them like they were at UD a couple years ago. Carlos Miller was one of them. Were they? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So I know they got a podcast thing, and I saw I saw their Breakfast Club interview. Yeah, yeah, with DC. And I like DC Young Fly too. I haven't seen his actual stand up. Me neither. But I like him like on Wildin' Out and like his roast Wild videos and yeah. stuff. But I would like to see him in the stand-up. Um, well, you know, what's good for them brothers is that a lot of people just want to see them. Right. So first, they got that from the gate. Mm-hmm. A lot of people just want to come see you. Now, when you're funny, it's a bonus. Right. You see what I'm saying? So it works out that way. Like, Jess. Jess. Hilarious. Jess hilarious. Okay. Jess hilarious. A lot of stuff. People just want to see it. Right. Just, you know, I don't really judge me, but she's all right. She, mm-hmm. she hustling, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, people, they, they feel this way or that way about mm-hmm. it. But I'm saying she, her draw was just from being there. <clears throat> right. You just draw people, come out and see it. Now, a lot of times in the comedy game now, people will book you just because the owners and promoters, they worry about asses in the seats. They right. worry about making money. Yeah. Right. They don't really care. If you can actually say, get the job if, if, done. Right. If you get the job done, like, you know, oh, it was Oh man, he's great. They're not really caring about that. The joint is sold out. And we did the shit mm-hmm. we gave. Yeah. Yeah, about saying Cleon came to Delaware. Sold the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was the number one thing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So so that's what counts with a lot of the Instagram cats. And now regular stand-up comedians, they get kind of upset about it sometimes. I, I, was wondering, yeah. because, I probably would too. Because yeah. you like, man, but you know, like I, I, you I, know I, what I equate that to? Remember you had DJs who could scratch on the records and this and the other and then CD DJing became the thing yeah. because of the technology and now they start looking at the CD DJs like, okay, you just lucky technology made it so Right, because you had to have skill with them. Yeah. It's the same thing that happened with Instagram. Because <clears throat> I said, I'm, I don't think this girl is funny at all, but I think she's on, she's on um, Wild and Out and then they'll put her on like, um, she's on Hip Hop Squares from time to time. But B. Simone? Oh. Mm-hmm. She is not funny to me at all. Now I never seen her live, but it's she's all it's just you know one she's of these not things. Funny on the- <laughs> it's one of these things mm-hmm. like okay. But her name, so it be okay. So let me say something. You know what the know. comedian's problem is though. For some time, first of all, comedians be you be way in here, right? Mm-hmm. And you and you, and you and you wrestle with shit. Mm-hmm. See, because the grind is not kind mm-hmm. a lot of times. There's a show business you up. I remember on, on yeah. rides where I was like this, boom, mm-hmm. right, rocking, boom, 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 here, 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 here. Then it takes a dip. Right. You know what I'm saying? And you have to keep grinding. But what happens is Maybe I circ- this whole road. circling back to just getting paid. Uh, if you on the ticket with one of them cats, right, mm-hmm. you're going to get paid. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, you let a lot of comedians like, hey, listen, let the bull 
he might not be funny. Everybody else ahead of him is mm-hmm. funny as hell. Right. And then he's supposed to be the closer or people mm-hmm. came here to see him. They want to see him. That's on you, brother. When you get up there and you don't got that fire, because the show fire, you mm-hmm. got to come with fire. Mm-hmm. You right. got to either equal the fire or, or go above it. Mm-hmm. But that's just how it works, man. That's so, just how it works. So now we mentioned a couple, you know, um, comedians like DC Young Fly and them, Carlos Miller and them. And this is kind of a segue because I wanted to ask you about this. You always have like. Wait, can you ask him one quick question uh-huh. before you go? Have you ever worked with Michael Blackson? Oh, several times. Yeah, Mike's. Mm-hmm. Mike's. Mike actually at this point legendary. People mm-hmm. don't know Mike was on the old comic strip live. People don't be knowing that. Oh. You don't know Mike been in the game like mm-hmm. 30 years. A lot of these cats you see at the top, they've been in the game a long time. He was back, back with Monique and them, right? He was before he was on when I when I was a young boy, Comic Strip Live used to come on something like A and E. Yeah. And it would come on like 11, 30, 12 o'clock at night on like a Saturday night. Mike Blackson was on that with his dashikis and shit. That's mm-hmm. like freaking like 91. Mm-hmm. Like 1990. Yeah, like I think he went back. Yeah. I don't remember. I just remember Uptown Comedy Club. Yeah, Uptown Comedy Club is what I was thinking about. Yeah. He's yeah. been on, yeah, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Just mm-hmm. like Chappelle. Chappelle was on stuff way back. Yeah. Right. You go way back. Like 1989 clips of him. 1990 mm-hmm. clips of him doing his thing. And Michael Bassett actually fits this segue too of like comedians who kind of go at people in the crowd. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And of course, you know, that's a risque thing because not everybody likes that, first of all. They feel. Some people feel like if you got to go at people in the crowd, you probably ain't really got material. They used to say that about D.L. Hughes because I, he was, at least for me, he was the first comedian I ever saw that would just routinely go at people in the crowd because I used to watch that him on comedy. Thing. Yeah, you tell you something, he ends every show like that. Yeah, and, yeah, and that's when I, when I know I started learning his career. He'd have a stand-up set, and they'd be like, all right, it's time to get to my roasting set. And my thing is, how as a comedian, how does one even find... Figure out whether that's the thing they can do or not. And I say this because, you you know, you go to some clubs, you can't talk about some people. It could get ugly, if you will. If or you, you talk ugly. about, like, I, I've even said to myself a couple of times. I remember I was, I was at one of the I Am Art shows when it was mm-hmm. at uh, Celebrations. Forget which comedian it was. It doesn't really matter. It's probably, it probably his name. But he was coming out. The one at, that wasn't funny? Huh? We were all there, and we were like, please pass the mic. <laughs> I can't remember, but I remember how I did that. But, um, yeah, that was funny. Um <laughs> But damn, yeah, it went hard. <laughs> that hurts. But what it was is, so he's going hard. Okay, fine, you go. He was still going hard at the guy, but he went hard at his date too. His his lady could have been his lady's date, whatever. And even to the point where he was the B word toward her. And I put myself in that man's shoes, and I'm like, don't give. I could, you know, I understand. Comedians do what they do, but you ain't yeah. finna, you ain't finna cross a certain line with me. Like I felt like if that was, if I put myself in that man's shoes, that's my lady. Now now we got to cut your set a little bit. Something different got to happen. Right. So, like, how do comedians gauge whether they can get away with that? Because, like, I'm sure you've been in some places where you might got to watch what you say a little bit. Um, well, what it is is sometimes, only time that's ever bothered me is when it's like um, what I would call, unfortunately, a ghetto-ass show. Now, mm-hmm. you learn, though, through the skill set about what you do a certain show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some of them kind of shows, you don't do really material. Them Negroes don't want to hear material. You got one of them ghetto crowds. They don't want to hear no material unless you're doing some wild, raunchy stuff. Mm -hmm. Or you go at one of their boys or something like that. They get a kick out of that. They get a rise out of that. What you doing, my man? And you start Mm -hmm. doing, you know, you know, this jacket, your members only. You start doing all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. That's getting funny. Now, but listen, here's the key, though. Here's the quintessential key. Uh The shit got to be funny. You can't be an insult comic. Okay. 
You can't be insulting people. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You're supposed to give them the kiss and the smack. That's what you're supposed to give right. them. You know what I'm saying? You like, hey man, I like your shirt. It's a nice shirt. Right. I wish it was a little bigger, but listen, I'm not gonna do that. I understand you little brother share clothes. I get that. You know, it's got to be funny. But if you there like um talking about my man, why your girl weed fucked up or something? You know, you do that, that's like, oh right. damn. Yeah. People like, oh yeah. For real? And then she might get agitated, she might laugh. She might go, oh my god. Or she might get agitated. Right. You don't know how drunk people are sometimes. Mm -hmm. So you got to weigh, if you got skill in that, if you don't, stay away from it. If you okay. want these cats going to argue with somebody mm -hmm. and it's not be funny. Now, a heckler, that's different. Right. Oh, yeah. Somebody yeah. heckling. Now you got to eat Then that might get wrong. It might get funny. Then it might get out of hand. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But they so put that to, on themselves. You got to watch yeah. out for the hecklers, yeah. too, yeah. you guys. Because they can steal. Yeah. They can steal your show from you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Take your fun of your work. Take your fun mm -hmm. away. So you don't do that. You just go, oh, man, go ahead, man. I just love, I love you, man. You know what I'm saying? So now, have you ever, because you've been in the game, like you said, 20 years. So I'm sure aspiring comedians or what have you have come to you like, yo, like, what you think about my set or da 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 ABC, And have you ever been in a position where you had to tell them, uh, this might not be for you? Um... Because comedy ain't for everybody. Well, you know, but that's most any art. And I don't have to say that to people. You because know you never know who likes you. You never know. Because mm -hmm. comedy is subjective, man. Right. You know, you got people out here that's like, they can't stand Steve Harvey, right? Mm -hmm. Steve Harvey, millionaire. He really right. getting it. He hustles all the fucking time, mm -hmm. all right? And there's mm -hmm. tons of people like, man, I don't like Steve. Steve, Coon, and he always, <laughs> and all this stuff. But there's yeah. people that love Steve. He was actually my second favorite comedian of all They time. love him. He's like one of the greatest hosts ever. Mm -hmm. And um He's my favorite entertainer, second favorite comedian. Yeah. Steve's well, a legend. Yeah. Same thing with somebody like you get with a different crowd and they don't like Chris Rock. Because Chris Rock always had thought humor. Mm -hmm. He always had, you yeah. know, I, I put up that shit a couple weeks ago yeah. where I said Chris Rock was before Chappelle right. shit. Mm -hmm. He was kicking people in the yeah. ass with, with stuff. Mm -hmm. And um and, and that's like 20 years ago. Right. So so you know when you see that. Um, you know, you know how there's some people like I don't like Chris Rock. Chris Rock ain't never made me laugh. I laugh at movies mm -hmm. or I laugh at everybody hates Chris or something, but I never I laughed like at Chris Rock. I was like that at first. I prefer Chris Tucker to Chris Rock. Then right. I sat and listened to a Chris Rock um mm -hmm. show later mm -hmm. and I was like, Oh, he's a genius. He's really funny. Yeah, he's really yeah, funny. funny. It's thought provoking, yeah. and then see, you like Chris Tucker. Now, Chris Tucker was funny because Chris Tucker was funny. Right. He was funny acting. You got a lot of cats like yeah. that. He was funny acting, and come on, man. Yeah, yeah, good inflection. Yeah, his inflection, his timing, his looks, and all of that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. And so, there's different elements, man, to make make a lot of these guys funny. People don't like DL. There's people like, man, I never mm -hmm. laughed at DL. Oh, DL, mm -hmm. but see, DL is. He's he's one of these guys right here. Mm -hmm. He's right here all the time. He's talking. He's got a way of cadence of talking to mm -hmm. you and giving out his message. Because listen, I seen him twice right here, mm -hmm. and both shows was like ninety five percent white people. Yeah, definitely. And sold out. And sold out. You know what I'm saying? Could so, find no fucking parking around here. <laughs> As a resident of this area, I could find no. I'll be pissed. But you know what? I ain't gonna lie. I feel like I was in a quote unquote white people position. I'm like. There goes the fucking neighborhood. See them taking up all the goddamn spaces. <laughs> yeah. Can't wait till these white people leave tonight. <laughs> yep, yep. But but yeah. So you know, you think about it, that's why I don't never tell nobody. Like, I mean, listen, we all share good information. Everybody tell you this, mm -hmm. and no matter how long you've been in the game, mm -hmm. somebody tell you something that's that that's get you like a, a comedian I rocked out with the, uh, for a couple months told me, you know, I was like, man, this game, the game, boom, he said, don't, man, don't never worry about the game. As long as you in the game, you in the game. 
your time is your time. Mm-hmm. His time is his time. Your time is your time. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So whenever your thing pop, it's going to pop. Whenever his thing pop. Listen, people, it's, just, it's like, uh, uh, Witcher Combs came out uh, like a meteor. Uh, uh, Tiffany Haddish. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Tiffany Haddish been around she for a long it. time. Yeah. But then she, she acted the fool just was herself. They just said, just do be Tiffany in, the, in a lot of times. And that's who she was in the movie. Um, mm-hmm. the, 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 the wedding, the, um, the girl's trip. Right. It was girl's trip, right? Oh, yeah, she was girl's hilarious trip. Yeah. Girl's yeah. Trip. And she just was being her. Mm-hmm. They said that. They said she did a lot yeah. of improv. Yeah, work. they just said, man, just just do you. Right. You know what I'm saying? I feel like that's how she looked at her movies now. Like, because I saw the other movie. Well, I saw a girl's trip and the other movie I saw her the one in. with Kevin Hart, where she's a teacher? No, I didn't see that, but I did uh, want to see that. It was the one with Omari, uh, Omar, what's it, Omari? Um, Omari Ghost. Ghost? Yeah, yeah. Power. Omari Harwick. Yeah. Omari Harwick and Tika Sumter. And she was like the sister oh, that got out of jail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that like last summer. And mm-hmm. she was basically like that same kind of Tiffany Haddish that was in Girl's Trip. Or that you kind of see in the Groupon commercials and stuff like her. Yeah, because I remember watching. She had a message though too. Our, our, if you were paying attention. Yeah, but so I, her character had a message. I do. Well. Yeah, but I, I remember watching that and being like, I wonder if she's gonna be typecast now. Like she's just gonna have to keep being this Tiffany Haddish throughout. You gotta, you gotta be this copper. Now, see, now people get caught up on that sometimes because, like, um, are you? So what what it is sometimes is I feel like is like you're a comedic actor. Mm. So you're a comedic actor. And then a lot of times comedic actors want to test their rate. Well, I'm more than that. Yeah. They I guess as you get up the ladder, that's mm. like Kevin something Hart. of a slight or yeah. something. You know, what I mean? you know what's funny about you start that? Being like people I'm, don't take me seriously. I wouldn't yeah. mind being typecasted and so, in that kind of way. Like for me, like, you know, yeah. I know like local independent filmmakers and stuff, right? So right. they ask me to do like pieces and stuff. And then some of the roles they want me to do, like kind of serious role, I'm like I'm like, you sure you want me? Like, I'd rather be the comedic kind of raw. I said, first of all, I have trouble keeping straight faces. Right. Right. All right. Unless, like, but if I got to say some funny shit, I could probably maintain the face for that funny shit. Like, right. what the fuck did you mean? Look at that. Like a whole lot. But it's like, oh, I'm so sorry, baby. I didn't mean to cheat on you. Right. That ain't no fun. I'm going to crack a fucking smile. Yeah, you Plus, because I don't feel, don't I don't feel, feel that. that. Yeah, I don't feel yeah. that you're doing it. I feel like, you know what Because in my head, it's like, damn, Neutrella going to watch this shit and be laughing. Like, look at this motherfucker here. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> But if Neutrella saw me be like, yo, you better get the fuck out of here with them roasted ass shoes or something like, oh, well, that's his element. She gonna laugh, but she's supposed to laugh. Right. So, like, uh, shout out to my girl Diamond Hogan's. She, yeah. you know, she puts me in some of her stuff. Right. So she be wanting me to be like, like it was one thing recently. She wanted me to be like, I had to play like this abusive boyfriend role. And yeah, it was crazy. Abusive boyfriend, like this chick's face is pummeled. I was like, first of all, I'm not comfortable with being, because people kind of match you with the character, like how we do Tyreek yeah. on Power. We right. all hate him in real life. Right. But that's not him. I didn't like him when he was Ice Cube. So. <laughs> he was about to join the gang. You remember that? That was like Barbershop 3 or oh, something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't watch that one. He cut his off. But basically, he been kind of a troublemaker kid, right? Yeah. So I was like, I don't want to be saying like, but whatever, I did it, right? But then it's like, I really wish you just put me in this one kind of role because I feel like that's what I can do. I get it because she said, no, I feel like you got this range. So I'm going to try it. I'm like, well, if you think I got range, I'm going to try to see what, you know, you never know what can happen. But I say all that to say, I wouldn't totally be against typecasting if it's just like you just be the funny guy. I mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You people who make like careers, just yeah. Have, and I'm like, you get to be the same. same. Owen Wilson, like, damn near the same thing yeah. every movie he, he is. is. Jimmy oh, and, only movie. I'm just telling you, it's was, like you just go up there and it's Sheboygan. Yeah. <laughs> so only movie he was different was Behind Enemy Lines, which was pretty good. But that's the only other movie where right. he was like a different dude. Mm-hmm. But Sunday Dinner is presented by the Nitty in the City podcast. 
All views and opinions expressed by the individuals on this program are those and solely those of said individuals and do not necessarily represent the views of this program, neither in the city or any of its affiliates. The original background music is provided by Lance Chris. Special thanks to all of the financial supporters of the Nitty in the City podcast. For more information on how you can support Nitty in the City, send email correspondence to Nitty in the City, that's one word, at gmail.com.